You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Jody Miller Young, and today we're going to be talking with Lauren Dar, founder of the International Association of Pet Fashion Professionals, a wonderful organization for all of us dog fashion designers. Before we start talking with Lauren, we're going to take a short break, so sit back for some commercial messages. We'll be right back. We'll be right back after a short pause. You love your dog and you want to spend as much time with him as you can. But in your car can be distracting and dangerous for you both. You want what's best for your dog and now you can give it to him. Pup Saver is the simple, secure solution for car safety. And now Pup Saver has optional seatbelt straps. Just move the passenger seat all the way back, pull the seatbelt out until it clicks or stops, then use the provided clip to lock the seatbelt at the retraction point. Attach Pup Saver's seatbelt safety straps and release the slack until just snug around the top. Then reclip at the seatbelt retraction point. Then latch the tether, which you've adjusted to the length of your dog's front legs, onto his harness or collar, and you're done! Your dog is comfy, secure against roaming, and still near enough to pet. In a sudden stop or impact, the Pup Saver will protect your dog from the dashboard and windshield by enveloping him like a catcher's mitt and staying securely on the seat. Secure, safe, simple Pup Saver. For more information, go to PupSaver.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Jody Miller Young, and today we're talking with Lauren Dar, the founder of the International Association of Pet Fashion Professionals. Hey, Lauren. Hey, Jody. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm fantastic. Great. Well, I'm very excited to have you on the show. International Association of Pet Fashion Professionals is a great organization that I'm a member of. And it's a great resource for dog fashion designers. So tell listeners a little bit about the organization and what prompted you to start it. Okay, great. Thanks. I'm excited to be on the show. And the International Association of Pet Fashion Professionals is an organization that was created to promote the pet fashion industry overall because even though we have trade organizations that are in the pet industry, one specifically for pet fashion professionals seems to be lacking. And so it was created to promote pet fashion overall and to support pet fashion professionals, people like yourself, to mm-hmm. make them as successful as possible as designers or stylists or groomers or any facet of the pet fashion industry. And it's wonderful. You know, it's really sort of closely knit, small community at the end of the day. And once you've been in the industry for a little while, you sort of get to know the other designers. But there are all of these young designers coming up too that makes it a really interesting mix in an organization like this where you can sort of see the cutting edge, almost street fashion, right? Mm -hmm. Alongside the more established designers. Are there any young designers that you've seen sort of coming up that especially impressed you? 
Definitely. And I think of the FIT pet fashion show um, yes. when I think of people that are being like really, really uber innovative. And one of those that stands out is um, uh, Kareen Ng from Central Park Pops because she really thought about it from her perspective and what she needed in her life and combined the coat, the harness and the leash all in one so that you can like quickly put Fido in the outfit and get him outside when he really, really needs to go. So she's been expanding her line to even include things like raincoats and stuff like that. So I'm very interested to watch where she's going. And there was another young designer that was using really, really creative fabrics and textiles, but she took a lot of time to research to make sure that they were really eco-friendly. And so those are a couple of the ones that really kind of stand out in my mind that it's like, hey, I, I really want to make sure that I watch them. Yeah, and, and it's exciting to see how even in dog fashion and a place like FIT, it makes perfect sense, are tapping into these cutting edge trends where they're seeking out materials that are, you know, sustainable, things that you wouldn't necessarily find at a big chain, let's say. So, right. I, I, yeah, right? It's, it's exciting. Yeah, we've really gone from that bling is the thing era, uh-huh. even though we still have our, our things with bling and, you know, things like the, the fashions that are lighting up or coming on the market. So we still have a little bit of bling, maybe just with a little bit of a techno twist. Mm-hmm. But it, it really is fascinating to watch how it's becoming very practical-minded also and earth conscious. Right. People want ease of use. I think they want, you know, form meets function, if you will, right? It's got to look great, but also it has to be practical, easy to use, and not be a fortune, especially if you're going to be using it every day. You know, it has to be sustainable in and of itself. It has to last for a little bit. Right. Definitely. Yeah. So now you have been a dog lover from way back and a pug lover in particular. (laughs) And since childhood, what were you, like five when you had your little pug Tootie and you used to dress her up and put clippy earrings on her and lipstick? Lord, she must have been a patient girl. (laughs) (laughs) She was. Tootie was the absolute love of my life. Um, And, you know, at that at that time, I was a little bit of different kind of a girl because I wasn't interested in dressing up dolls. I was interested in dressing up my dog and uh-huh. fell in love with her. She was technically a rescue, even though we didn't really use that term back then uh-huh. because I'm I'm not the youngest generation on the planet. <laughs> I'm not going to say how old I Welcome am. Welcome to my world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So she had been a breed dog, basically, and and I'm guessing a puppy mill. I don't know a lot about that background. She was dropped off at a vet where my my aunt worked, and I'd never seen a pug before, and she, as the vet tech, took her home for the weekend to care for her and told us that we had to just come over and see this dog. She crawled in my lap, and I was not leaving without Cootie. And everybody in the family knew it. And she... She was just a scream to grow up with because she had had never barked and was scared when she did for the first time. And so it was, I think, a good thing for a child to learn how you can be a difference in the life of a pet. And yeah. I learned that very early on. And for me, pet fashion really is a 
stem, the root of it is from my relationship with Tootie because she was basically my doll and she was the most patient dog probably on earth. She would let me put the lipstick on her that I'd take from my grandmother without her knowing and her clip earrings and dress her up. And I think part of her reason for doing that is because she was just so happy to be not where she was before and so for me that fashion is about that bond and that relationship between a person and, and their pet exactly and we're learning so much more now about how powerful the human animal bond really is and it's very easy to see that with a child and their dog their beloved dog so i totally get what you're talking about i would have loved to have seen a picture with uh tootie with her lipstick on (laughs) That would have been a great picture. I bet that would have trended on Twitter if it was, you know, today. (laughs) I bet it would have too. And and honestly, I wish I had a picture because I'm going to do a a children's book based on on Tootie and, you know, my pet fashion roots. And, uh, And I think back and I would have loved to have had a picture of it. But I don't even think that we had cameras in my house. I grew up in kind of a poor house, so. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a shame, but that's a great idea, this book. And uh, is this like an announcement? You heard Um, it here first? (laughs) uh, Well, probably, I guess we could say that. I really, I don't know that I've (laughs) talked to people about it before, but technically the the name of the book is going to be Lipstick on a Pug. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. That's hysterical. For, you know, the maybe one or two people out there who don't remember the lipstick on a pig comment from the presidential campaign, uh, that's what you're playing off of, right? Well, yeah, I guess the lipstick on a pig comment's been around for years, I I guess. I I even kind of grew up with hearing that saying, and so, yes, it is kind of a play on that. Yeah, it's very cute. So fast forward to today, and you have your beloved pug, Bella. What is Bella's style, and how do you help her achieve it? Bella is a very girly girl, whereas Tootie probably would have been a little more down-to-earth and earthy. Bella likes her bling. Even the vet laughs at her when she comes into the vet's office because the way she sashays around and lets everyone (laughs) know that she's beautiful and she knows it. Um, I think of that song, Sexy, and I know it when I see her walk. (laughs) But she is even worse if you you put uh, a dress on her and a tutu. So I would say that's more her style. Is the more girly and the more bling bling, the better she likes it. Oh, I would love to see her wardrobe because she's talking my language. <laughs> I'm a bling girl too. <laughs> You've put together a resource for pet fashion called the Pet Fashion Almanac 2014 in particular. That's been, uh, you know, a great book for designers and it's a bestseller. Tell us a little bit about that and what it offers for anyone listening who is an aspiring pet fashion designer or an established one. Well, it's a, a tool and a resource mainly to help people in the pet industry market themselves better or use it as a marketing tool. When I first started looking into developing the association several years ago, I looked around for a kind of an all-in-one resource that would help you with your marketing, and I didn't really find it. So it's very, very loosely based on Ben Franklin's Almanac because it has some articles in there, some marketing articles. It has things that help people with marketing in that it has like pet holidays by date, by week, and by month. It has listings of media. It has listings of the trade shows and conferences. And since it is very loosely based on Ben's book and he used to have moon phases and things like that in his almanacs, 
I hired an astrologer, Ellen Zucker, who I termed the pet fashion astrologer, to write a section of the book also to give her predictions based on looking at the sun and the moon and the stars. Mm-hmm. And her predictions and forecasts are in there also. It's kind of a fun thing, but she really, really did take it very seriously and used astrology as kind of a science and looked at certain signs that would deal with fashion, like Venus, I think, deals with beauty and communications, I believe. That's Mercury. She's the expert, not me. And looked at what would particularly also deal with animals to kind of come up with her forecasts that are in there. That's really interesting. I mean, I know the almanac has been really helpful to me. It's been helpful to Sophie, too, if you've heard her in the background. She was just chiming in. (laughs) And I think the whole aspect that Ellen brings is really interesting because... I can't tell you how many times I've started something new when Mercury is in retrograde. And some people think that's woo-woo, but I found that it's harder to get it moving and, you know, get it going than when I start something that is not during that time period. So who knows, but I think it's definitely helpful and it's an interesting spin as well. Right. And I, I believe that there has to be something to it or else it would not have lasted thousands of years. Through exactly. The Exactly. And the other thing is, there is science to it. For example, both my kids were born during a full moon. There's more pressure on the earth during a full moon. Mm -hmm. And so, to me, even though, like you said, a lot of people think it's woo-woo, I really do think that there are parts of it that are scientifically based, even though, you know, back in the day when it was created, they didn't actually have a way to prove the science, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes absolute sense to me. I absolutely believe in a lot of those things. You know, there isn't always a specific explanation for things that do work. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I absolutely understand what you mean. Where can people get the Pet Fashion Almanac if they're interested? It's on Mm Amazon.com. And we also sell it on our website, PetFashionProfessionals.com. I know a lot of people do the Amazon Prime, and so it's very convenient for them to get it there and um, do the free shipping and things like that. So Mm -hmm. available worldwide. We're in the midst of doing our next one for 2015, and I'm in the midst of looking over what Ellen has sent me going, oh, that's kind of neat. That's interesting. (laughs) Right. Okay, very cool. Well, we're going to take a short commercial break. And when we come back, I want to talk to you more about trends, what we're seeing for fall, winter, and any common themes that you might be seeing with designers. So we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back. Right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. Wow, your place looks awesome. And that's the coolest cat bed I've ever seen. That's my Googie cat bed. Googie cat bed? Yeah, I got it online at googiecatbed.com. My cat needed a place to sleep, but leaving bags and boxes lying around made my place look messy. I wanted a real piece of furniture, something that fit in with the rest of my house. The Googie cat bed is perfect. The style is fun and the construction is rock solid. It's handmade right here in the U.S. Where can I get one? Just go to googiecatbed.com. That's G-O-O-G-I-E catbed.com. Cool. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. 
My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available on iTunes. This year, Americans are expected to spend a jaw-dropping $36 billion on their pets. From lighted leashes to high-end spa products, the discriminating pet owner can find just about anything to pamper his or her pet. Hi, this is Michelle Fern. Join me every week for Best Bets for Pets, where we'll talk about the latest pet products and talk to the companies that make them. Best Bets for Pets, every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. We're on Bark and Swagger Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Jody Miller Young, and we're talking with Lauren Dar, the founder of the International Association of Pet Fashion Professionals. Welcome back, Lauren. Thanks for having me. Sure thing. So we're talking trends. And for me, I love to see how runway trends translate into dog fashion. Are you noticing anything in terms of fall trends that you're either seeing or hearing about in dog fashion that you'd like to share with us? I think a couple things that stand out in my mind, things that I've seen lately that may not necessarily be like cut off the runway are this idea of matching and making sure that Fido's outfit matches mommy's outfit kind of thing. I love that. Um, or, or the kid's outfit matches the pet's outfit, whether it's mm-hmm. a cat or a dog or what have you. That's one of the things that I think we'll start to see even more of. And whether it's exact matching outfits or whether it's I'm wearing polka dots so my Bella has to wear polka dots too kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I think that's one trend that we'll probably see more of. And when I think of the fall and winter season and going into that, I automatically think of sports. Yes, and I have which is a big trend for, more, for fall. Yes, I have seen more and more sports teams coming out with fashions that have their colors or their logos or numbers of certain players and things like that. That's something that seems to be becoming more prevalent of Mm -hmm. late that I've noticed. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you've noticed that, but it's just one of those things that it's like, hmm, that's very interesting. Yeah, um, I see it on on a lot of the sites that I frequent, the online retail pet fashion sites. A lot of teams, like you said, are offering doggy wear. And, you know, people are so insane about sports, you know, such fans that it makes tons of sense. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if even we start to see things on a more local level. For example, you can go into local department stores. They may be a national chain, but they have like a small section with local sports memorabilia. And it wouldn't surprise me if we start seeing some, you know, like your local high school team and you can buy a dog sweatshirt or something for it. I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing that sometime in the future come about. But those are a couple of the things that I'm really starting to notice. And I think I mentioned earlier light-up fashions. The safety perspective and the traveling perspective seems to really be coming one of those things that are being focused upon. And so even though there's these really cool designs with the the light-up fashions right now, I would not be surprised if we start to see in the future that become more of a safety feature for when you're walking your pet at night. Yes, another form meets function because there's some beautiful ones. And I think there's a company called Light Up Fashions, too, that's doing a lot of this. 
we saw, what fashion show were we at, we at, Lauren? It was Celebrity Catwalk, where we saw a lot mm-hmm. of the, yeah, a lot of the light of fashions. And some of them are really, really beautiful, very sort of innovative. So I think that's a great trend. In terms of the sports trend, I would love to see, yes, individual sports teams, even local, are, are fun and it makes it very relatable. But I would love to see some great sort of athletic outfits, you know, that are maybe a little bit more streamlined, like something you do see on the runways. I want to play a little game with you and just kind of get your take on a couple of the fall, winter trends, runway trends that I'm seeing and reading about and seeing how we we might think like about how it would work for dog fashion and whether it is even applicable to dog fashion. You game? Okay, yes, absolutely. Okay, cool. (laughs) So it seems that Rocker is back. It's, you know, it's here again for another fall-winter season, sort of the punk meets grunge this time. So the plaids and the flannels and the leather and the studs. And that we've seen. We saw that last year because they did take a nod from the runway. I think we're going to see more of that. You agree? I do. Uh, and one of the designers that immediately came to mind when you said that was Olga Yudisky, who has the Orasani Couture, and she does the yes, the, the really glam rocker look. That, yeah, um, which is I fantastic. Just, yes. She even did that for a big dog um, when we had a pet fashion show last fall, and I loved it. But It she translated. The, yes, definitely. Oh. She's the one that I think about and it comes to mind. And I can see people wanting the, the outfits to match. Like, we're both cool rocker glam chicks kind of thing, too. Yes. Olga has, for people who are interested, you can see more of what she does on Oristani Couture. And that's O-R-O-S-T-A-N-I Couture.com. She does these very cool denim vests for dogs. It's all sort of found pieces She goes to vintage stores and she gets like the coolest pieces of denim and she mixes and matches them together. And then she puts like studs on them and skulls on them and other embellishments, you know, crystals and whatnot. And it's so great looking, isn't it, Lauren? It's like she really knows how to do it well. Oh, definitely. She And it's definitely her. It's totally her element. And it's so it comes to her so naturally, like it's an extension of herself. I'd love to see some embellishments on plaid things, you know, plaid flannels to kind of mix grunge with a little bit of bling, but to do it in a way that, or maybe it's like it's antiqued studs or something, you know, like to see some of that. So maybe a designer will pick up on that. Another trend that I'm reading about is boudoir sort of glorified PJs on the runway, silks, satins, really great fabrics and patterns. Do you think that would translate at all? I think the, definitely the softness of it can translate and, and the subtlety of it can translate and things like that. And it's funny you mentioned that because from what people would think of as probably kind of a funny ha-ha perspective is I was even talking to my best friend a couple weeks ago about mm-hmm. I saw something that triggered me to think of this, and I said, you know, I, I think I, I should start a magazine and call it Posmo and totally make it a play off of Cosmo magazine or something like that and dress pets up in, like, really sexy lingerie on the front just to be I kind love of it. funny. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
And we were joking about that. And, like, within, of course, like, 15 minutes of conversation, because we're bad about playing off each other, went from, like, oh, yeah, you can totally, like, redo the headlines and make it educational and things like that, but you really grab them, grab their attention with that. So I could definitely see that. And and the other thing that we had kind of joked about was, like, how do breeders, you know, when they're breeding these high-end jobs, that are going to go to shows, how do they woo each other? <laughs> like, <laughs> does, does she wear a negligee or, or whatever? But, um, you know, and we're being very tongue-in-cheek here, but I can see there is a section of people that really like to have that softness in those types of yes. fabrics and, and a little sexy. fabrics and things like that. Bring sexy yeah, back. absolutely. Yeah, there's, yeah. <laughs> I, there's a designer called Pinup Dog who uh, advertises some of their sexy pieces as sexy lingerie for dogs. And it's very cute and it works. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I, I think it would be great. So there's one last one, and it's being called Folkloric. And it's kind of boho style of the 60s and 70s. So tapestry and embroidery and patchwork and applique. And I have a feeling that that's right up your alley, Lauren Dar. Is that something that <laughs> is that something that you can see translating? Yes, I just have to ask. Does that mean I'm like bohemian and and uh, hippie-ish? <laughs> Not hippie-ish, no. But you have a distinctive style, and I love it. And I definitely see that sort of feeling going through some of your pieces. And for me, I love it. It's a period of time that's one of my favorites when it comes to fashion. So. I was just giving you a hard time. Um, (laughs) To answer the question, yeah, definitely, because that's something that we've been seeing for a while in the human realm. I mean, if you look at, you know, even catalogs from a few years ago that would have, I'm thinking of comforters and things like that that kind of started out with that patchwork kind of thing. Yeah. And another thing that really is making a comeback is learning how to quilt. There was even a lady yes. that was featured on one of these national magazines, and she's getting people in droves to her facility out in the middle of nowhere. I think she's in Missouri teaching mm-hmm. people how to quilt. And so I definitely see that type of thing and that type of look translating over over to pet fashion, especially people that might be in more of a farm culture or, or I guess even an urban farmer, because I know we talk a lot about dogs, but I really think about people that have the urban chickens or or things like that. Mm -hmm. And they want more of a a patchwork look to it, that kind of thing. And they they resonate more with that era and that style. Yes, Um, exactly. I could definitely see it. I love it. I think that it could easily translate into, and some people are doing it. I see, I find a lot of great stuff, and you and I have talked about this before on Etsy, these sort of under-the-radar dog fashion designers that are doing some very interesting work. And I've seen some patchwork creations and some tapestry creations on Etsy and it translates beautifully and I think it's a very very cool look if it's done well so I'm hoping to see more of that so I think it'll be cool yeah so first of all thanks for playing the game with me (laughs) and um did I win or lose It it wasn't a win or lose. You definitely added some great, great information. So I think our listeners would enjoy it. So what's coming up for pet fashion professionals? What can we sort of look for? 
We have a, another Pet Fashion Almanac that will be coming out at the end of this year. Uh-huh. And that's the big thing that we're working on right now to make sure that it has the most most amount of information uh-huh. and the most accurate information for people who need it. So I know people will be looking for that, especially the bloggers. I was kind of pleasantly surprised that the bloggers really like it. That's yeah. the main thing that's on the horizon right now. We'll be celebrating our one-year anniversary coming up here soon in August. So Happy, um, happy. It's been a, yes, it's been a fantastic year. I've met so many wonderful, cool people and seen so many neat things. And, and so those are the main things that we have immediately on the horizon. Wonderful. Well, that's all exciting. And I want to encourage listeners to uh, check out what Lauren's doing with International Association of Pet Fashion Professionals on her website. It's petfashionprofessionals.com. If you have an interest in the industry or are an aspiring or established designer, it's a great organization to join. It's a reasonable organization to join. And there's a lot that you can garner from it. So I encourage everybody to check it out. I am sorry to say that we're out of time. I so enjoy talking to you, Lauren, all the time. So uh, if there's any last things that, you know, we should leave with our listeners, tell me. Otherwise, it's been wonderful talking to you. Is there any last minute things you'd want uh, listeners to know? I can't think of anything. I appreciate okay. your having me. I'm excited for you and your show here with Pet Life Radio. And thank you. And so grateful that you thought of me. Thank you so much. And thank you, everybody, for listening. We love talking pet fashion, as you know, in all its glorious forms. So tune in next time to discover what's new. And remember, when fierce fashion calls, bark and swagger. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.